0: Spirituality creates influence in the church, but success gives you greater influence in the marketplace. And make no mistake about it, the marketplace is the primary concern for the expansion of the kingdom. Welcome to 83K Nation. Dr. Keith Johnson here, your Christian success strategist. This show is all about empowering you with the strategies, skills, tactics, and tools to help you reach your next personal, professional, and financial summits to increase your influence, impact, and
1: income fast. Most successful businesses do one of two things. So this would probably be the first point, but I'll start as a second, is solve a problem or serve a need. That is what creates successful businesses. So always think about what your definite purpose is. What is the problem you're solving? What is the need you're serving? As I shared, I'm as passionate today as I was in December of 2012, uh, 1992, when my son came home and credit card debt. I am as passionate about it today because it is my burning desire. It is my definite purpose. And that's on those days when you don't want to get out of bed, when you, Plug into your definite purpose. That's what gives you the energy and the passion to keep moving.
0: Hi, my name is Dr. Keith Johnson, your success coach. And today in this show, we are so excited to have one of my friends, an amazing, amazing woman of God, Sharon Lechner who's the co-author, co-founder of the Rich Dad, Poor Dad book and its entire series. I'm so excited. You're not going to miss this at all. You know, the book of Proverbs chapter 23, verse 7 says this. It says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Well, I want you to think about that for a moment. It's powerful scripture. Almost every religion in the world embraces the principle of it. Almost every motivational teacher, almost every person that you talk to said, wow, that's a truth you just can't get away from. I want to say it again. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. And I was thinking today before the broadcast, this, we become what we eat is a popular saying that we hear a lot. But here's what I want you to think in terms of. I want you to think in terms of we become what we study. Man, I'll never forget when uh, when I like lost everything. I, My wife and I, we were $180,000 in credit card debt. We owed uh, more on our car than what it was worth. We had no money in the bank. We had to make the tough decision to literally sell everything we had, and we had to move into my mother-in-law's little 12-by-12 bedroom. (laughs) It was was hell on earth, right? Life doesn't get worse than living with a mother-in-law who doesn't like you. But it was during that time in my life, right, I started studying something new. I was getting really bad results in my life financially because I never focused on the topic. I never studied the topic. And ignorance means that you're in the dark on something. And I was in the dark. And we, as God's people, perish because of what? A lack of knowledge. And I was, per- I was perishing. And here's what I know. Whatever you want to become, you must study. If you want to learn how to bake a bread, a baker has to study the recipes and the formulas for creating the bread. Isn't it interesting we call money bread and we call it dough, right? <laughs> because in order to make something happen, you gotta have the right formulas. You gotta have the right strategies. You gotta have the right recipe. It's the same with money. In my mother-in-law's house, I started studying ruthlessly the subject of money. I already had a lot of knowledge about God. I, I had a I had a bachelor's degree in biblical studies about God. Great relationship with God, but I was broke. And then when I started to make that commitment that, man, I am going to study on how to become rich, how to become wealthy. A friend of mine called me and said, man, have you, have you heard of the book Rich Dad, Poor Dad? <laughs> and I'm like, no, I've I'm, I'm, I'm never I've never heard of that book. He says, man, you got to get it. So I ordered it. I got it in the mail at, and at eight o'clock at night, I opened it up in my mother-in-law's house, in darkness, <laughs> in hell, I opened up a book called Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And when I started to read it, I couldn't put it down. I literally, I re- literally, for the next 12 hours, from 8 p.m. to 8 a.m. in the morning, I went through this book cover to cover. And at the end, I'm telling you what, my entire view about money radically, radically changed. And so I'm so excited, you know, as I, as I have spent now, that was 2001. I have spent now over 20 years studying the subject of money, confidence, and leadership. And because I've studied those subjects, I studied confidence, I became America's number one confidence coach. I studied leadership. I went all over the world studying leadership. I became a leader to others. I studied wealth. And God has prospered me and blessed me in amazing, amazing ways. So today, I, I'm I'm so excited because, in, in my opinion, wealth is such a broad term and one of those areas of wealth is relationships i value relationships and and so i was at grant cardone's 10x conference in the diamond section and we were i was i went there to eat lunch and i always pray and this is a real nugget i think all of you should grab onto i always pray i say god bring right people into my life while i'm here and Remove wrong people from my life. So I went in and I started eating my lunch, sitting there with a couple other people on my left. And pretty soon, all of a sudden, I looked over and it was Sharon. I was like, What? No way. And she came down, she sat right beside me. We started talking with one another and Developed a relationship together. And so today, I'm I'm so excited because this is my first guest on our 83K Nation show. And I don't know of a better person than a person that was used to write something in a book that could go to some guy in hell, <laughs> some guy who was broker than broke. He was so poor, he couldn't pay attention. And it changed and transformed my life. So needless to say, I am elated about our time uh, together to be able to introduce Sharon Lechner with us today. Author of multi-books, international speaker, multi-million dollar brand creator. Uh, An awesome, awesome businesswoman and a phenomenal, phenomenal communicator. But most important, that little time I got to spend with her, what I liked about her most, what touched my heart the most was her humility.
1: Well, it's wonderful to see you. Wonderful to see all these smiling faces on my screen. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love to be here with you. And you And I love the fact that you have one of the original books, hold it up again. I see the yellow pages that you've had a long time. It's yellowed. Yep. Oh and yeah. Right. Yep. That's, oh, one yeah. Your, I, I that's was, the original. original. And I'm like, oh, look, Dana has hers too. I love it. Yep. Awesome. Awesome.
0: From the bottom of my heart. Thank you. Thank you for the price that you paid to get a message at that. This is 20 years old. I was reading through it again. I'm going, this was so ahead of its time, and this was such a contrarian book. I mean, some of the—I mean, now some of the stuff you read in here, it's like, oh yeah, no brainer. But back then, it was like radical. It was radical stuff. But you had the guts—you had the guts to tell the truth, to help people. Thank you from the bottom of my soul today for what you contributed in this. To making this happen.
1: Well, thank you so much. Yeah. 26 years. April 8th was the 26th anniversary of the release of the original Rich Dad Poor Dad. So yeah. Wow, it took me six years to get a hold of it.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man,
0: what would have happened if I'd have got it six years earlier? <laughs> yeah, but
1: you know, a lot of people got a hold of it, read it, and did nothing, didn't take action. So, you know, I applaud you for taking action. And for anyone else on the screen who has read it and taken action in their lives, a lot of people say to me, you changed my life. And I go, no, no, no. I'm hopefully inspired you. But right. if your life changes because you took action and it was, I'm delighted that you were inspired by something that I wrote, but I want people to stand in their own power and be proud of themselves. I love it so much. Well, let's, let's
0: dig right into to this uh I really want you to take some time if you can to just kind of give us a backdrop of the story like how did you what how did this all come about how did this all happen cuz I know all of my followers are like super duper interested I've had them all read this book uh share some background about how you birthed this multi I'm assuming it's billion is this a billion dollar brand that that you created started or is it all time? I, I
1: believe it would be considered a billion dollar brand. Yeah. I think in order for me to tell that story, I probably need to kind of start from the beginning because, um, you know, I, I didn't realize the education I had at home was so unique. Um, I grew up in a very lower middle class home, lived in a little tiny house between my mom's beauty shop and my dad's used car lot, and had to go scrub out um, bathrooms and rental properties between tenants. I swore I would never be an entrepreneur. I just thought it was horrible. All my friends' parents were CEOs or military officers, so I wanted to be a sophisticated professional. Neither one of my parents had even graduated from high school, and yet they were self-taught and did very well. And so I was one of the very first women in my accounting classes, usually the only one. And then I was one of the very first women who started in public accounting in the Southeast United States. And so I definitely was a trailblazer at the time for women in business and loved it. I was young, single, in an upwardly mobile career in Atlanta, Georgia. What else would you want, right? And so when I was about 25, all of a sudden I realized that I wasn't in control of my life. I bet a few people on the screen have had that experience when you're you're literally someone else controls your life. And so at 25, I had someone, um, one of my clients, asked me to go with him into a company that he was buying out of bankruptcy. And I thought, I went back to my condo, and this was before PCs, before cell phones. I know it's kind of hard to imagine a time like that, but um, there I had the old yellow legal pad, if you remember those. and I did pros and cons. It didn't help me a bit. I could argue both sides. But my hand took off across the top of the page and said, why not? Why not do something different? Why not solve a problem? Why not serve a need? Why not take that path less traveled? So I made the decision to leave. In a few short weeks, I realized I'd made a colossal mistake because there was all kinds of corruption. And I was 25 newly minted CPA, now afraid that I was going to lose my license. So I went away for a couple of days, came back, and there was a young man in my office doing discovery in one of the lawsuits the company had been involved in. And we met when he was um, going through my drawers. His name was Michael Lecter. He was doing discovery. And so um, we was at love at first sight. We've been together 43 years And Napoleon Hill says, out of every adversity comes a seed of an equal or greater benefit. And so my worst business decision gave me my best life decision. And so sometimes you don't get instant feedback. But everything that happens to us, I believe there is a greater hand at work that's directing our lives. And so we got married. Our kids um, didn't like to read. And so I met the inventor of the first talking children's book, the books with the sound strips down the side. And I built that industry around the world. So that was my first global brand. And um, we had electronics and kids didn't have electronics. So we partnered with little companies like Disney, Warner Brothers, Sesame Street. So parents would trust us. And we, we grew that, uh, that industry around the world um, and sold it in our fourth year of business on the way to 52 million in sales. And that's when we moved to Arizona. My oldest son went off to college in September of 1992. He came back in December in credit card debt. I was so mad. I was mad at him, but I was more mad at myself. I thought I taught him what my parents had taught me. At the dinner table, we would talk about assets, cash flow, appreciation. It was part of our dialogue. And of course, working in the public accounting arena, I saw how businesses succeeded And more importantly, is how business didn't succeed. And then on a personal level, I saw so many people struggling financially. And I realized that the education I had at the dinner table at home prepared me for a world of financial freedom. And I needed to share that. And so in December of 1992, I dedicated the rest of my career to financial literacy, financial education. And I'm as dedicated about it today as I was back then. Started working with the school systems. If you look at the picture on the back of that book, my hair was red. Um, if you ever work with school systems, and that's why my hair is now white. But um, fast forward a few years, and my husband is an intellectual property attorney, was quite well known at the time. And he um, he called me one day. I, every phone call can change your life. And his phone call said, Sharon, I met a guy today that has what you've been looking for. So I see few few ladies on the screen. What would you do if your husband called you? And said, i met a man that has what you've been looking for. I still remember exactly where I was. I'm okay, this sounds kinky. What is it, Mike? You know, And um, this guy had come into his office in flip-flops, Bermuda shorts, and this idea of a board game rolled up under his arm, drawn out in crayons on a piece of butcher block paper. And um, he came to Mike. Mike was able to help him get a patent on the board game cash flow. I met him at the first beta test. I was the only person who got out of the rat race. And I said, I'd like to help you commercialize this because of the contacts that I had with the Talking Children's book. And um, I said, I'd love to help you just as a friend, as a volunteer. And he told me that he was going to charge $200 for it. This is 1996, pretty pricey for a board game. So I said, well, you know, maybe we should, uh, you should write a brochure that explains the educational value that would convince people to spend that kind of money. And that's when he asked me to be his partner. We became partners in September. Um, Well, we became partners in late 96 and wrote the brochure for the board game called Rich Dad Poor Dad, if you hold it up. That was intended to be a brochure to sell the board game. We never expected to take on a life of its own. And it was the first of 15 books we wrote together. We were partners in the company um, for 10 years. And I was a CEO because I understood how to build the business and how to build the brand and how to go global. And then in 2007, because we formed the company in, in September of 97, 2007, we were no longer aligned. He wanted to go into um, license. he wanted to go into franchising, which was a great model for us, but not a good model for the franchisee. And so that was when somebody above. Was you know, had to hit me to get me out of a situation that was not healthy for me, and I, you know, I accepted the fact that I had to get out of, get out of that situation because I could not, in good conscience, support the business model, and so I left the organization in in two thousand and seven, and I t- I share this story, because yes, I took Rich Dad around the world. We were in one hundred and ten countries. We were in over fifty languages. We were at the height of our success, and I couldn't stay. And it was because sometimes we just have to stand in the truth. We have to stand in what's right for us. I did not know what was ahead of me. In fact, I was kind of having a good old-fashioned pity party one night and um, got a phone call, and it was from the White House. President Bush asked me to be on the very first President's Advisory Council for Financial Literacy. And for those of you who don't panic, I serve both Bush and Obama. So um, financial literacy is a um, non should be a nonpartisan issue. And I wouldn't have had that call had I still been a rich dad. So I share that story because so many of you may have it be at a crossroads. And sometimes you have to close the door to make room for other opportunities. And then in March of 08, we know what was happening to the economy. And the Napoleon Hill Foundation called me and wanted my help in revitalizing the teachings of Napoleon Hill. After having built the world's largest personal finance brand, Then to be asked to step into the world's largest personal development brand was just an incredible honor. And I've written four books with them. So that's kind of the story of Rich Dad. I thought Rich Dad was my legacy. And somebody upstairs said, no, there's more for you to do. That's just a stepping stone. But I am as dedicated today um, about financial education, financial literacy for children, for teens, for women, for entrepreneurs, personal finance, to help people take control of their financial lives, because when it comes to money, you're either in control of your money or it's in control of you. There's not much in between, so that kind of gives you the the kind of the cliff note versions of the building of rich dad.
0: That's incredible. That's awesome. I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I've I've made a transition myself. I built this whole brand of America's number one confidence coach. It's been really successful for 20 years. But then as I've been looking at the needs of the world, it's like there's so many financial problems. And that's why now I'm transitioning into 83K Nation and helping people uh, set goals. And we have like a a four-tier goal, 83K a year, 83K a month, 83K a week, 83K a day, and help them climb what I call summit to summit. You go to each 83K summit, and it gives you the ability to see for the next summit and the next summit and the next summit. So I love your heart. I love your passion there. Uh, can you give us like, like, can you give us like three keys that you noticed that you guys applied to building? Uh, well, let's say the rich dad poor dad brand and, and all your brands across the board making them so successful.
1: Well, And part of it was the incredible education and experience I had working in public accounting and seeing so many different companies on how they did it right and how they didn't. And I was blessed with an incredible husband who is an expert in licensing and intellectual property. So together... We understand how to build the foundation of your organization, how to build and create additional assets, identifying your intellectual property, identifying and protecting and then leveraging it and creating those assets that help you generate and build strength and take your successful company, make it successful, sustainable and saleable. And you do that by understanding the elements of a successful business. It's not just your mission and your leadership and your team. Very important. That keeps you on track. But you have to have the right legal foundation, the right business systems. The systems allow you to scale your intellectual property, your communications, and your product and service. And too many people get all excited about their product and service and start selling, but they don't build the foundation and structure of their business. And in order, if you're familiar with the cash flow quadrant, the second book I wrote in Rich Dad, it talks about the left side as a, with four different ways we earn money as a employee, self-employed. On the right side is business owner and investor. And I, my superpower is helping people move to the right side. And you do that by creating, buying, and building assets, income-producing assets. You do that as an investor or as a business owner. And that is the stepping stone and the, the pathway to financial freedom. And I'll just keep talking because I think he's frozen. Can you guys hear me? All right. So the what when you're building a business, you have to make sure you have the right team around you. Having the right mentor helps accelerate you, speed to market, but also the power of association. Who do you have on your team? Who do you have advising you? Do you have people on your team where who are strong where you are weak? Do you have the right advisors opening doors for you? Do you have the right team members doing what you should not be doing? So many times business owners are the, you know, the chief cook bottle washer. They try and do everything. But allow yourself to free up your time so that you can constantly be looking forward and moving forward. Imagine you're you are the CEO of your life, you're the CEO of your business, and you're in the driver's seat. So you've got this giant windshield you can go anywhere you want to but what ha- and that little windshield with the rearview mirror is small because you're supposed to learn from the past and many of us allow past mistakes to hold us back but just have a mistake learn from it and keep going but make sure you're focused always on the forward movement of your company too many times we start getting bigger and we get pulled back into accounting issues. We get pulled back into employee issues. It's really important. You're the visionary. You need to continue to focus on the growth of your company and bring in other people to support you on the daily issues so you can delegate. Too many of us are, t- when you're a, an entrepreneur with a passion, many times you're not a very good delegator so you have to find that operations person who can help bring in that st- that's the structure that foundation for your company and it's so important because that's how you grow 85% of the business owners out there think they want to sell can't sell because they haven't built the structure of the business they haven't made sure their contracts are all secure. They haven't made sure the systems are there and duplicatable. They've built the business around them instead of around business systems. And it's really important to people, every one of you to think about what is my vision? What is my business? What is you know what is the way I can move forward and replace myself? And I see you are back, Dr. J. I've just been kind of talking, <laughs> waiting for you to come back. <laughs> Oh, beautiful. Thank you so much. Yeah, we got like this huge mammoth
0: uh, thunderstorm going on here and uh, the power went out. But yes, I I love that so much because and like I want all of our coaches and people to know when I first started building the confidence coaching brand, uh, I filed um, for um, trademarks for that. And, and what happened was I was in my mother-in-law's house. <laughs> I was in hell. I was struggling. But I, but, but I came up with that brand. And uh, I remember that I did the first level of it. And then it came back like I was going to owe $1,000. And I said, ah, oh, eh, it's not going to matter. And boy, did it ever matter. Because what happened to me was ICF, the International uh, Coaching Federation, literally took my brand and and started building confidence coaches training training confidence coaches they trained something like a million of them all all over the world and uh basically stole my brand and uh so that was a big learning lesson on 83k i'm not making that same mistake i got all the legal things in place got it all ready to go uh so thank you so much for sharing that because that's like a huge huge point Is there a second point that you want to give like a nugget for that?
1: Well, I think the the first one is understanding the intellectual property and uh, really identifying your competitive advantage. Mm -hmm. The most successful businesses do one of two things. So this would probably be the first point, but I'll start it as a second, is solve a problem or serve a need. That is what creates successful businesses. So always think about what your definite purpose is. What is the problem you're solving? what is the need you're serving as i shared i'm as passionate today as i was in december of 2012 of uh, 1992 when my son came home in credit card debt i am as passionate about it today because it is my burning desire it is my definite purpose and that's you know, on those days when you don't want to get out of bed when you Plug into your definite purpose. That's what gives you the energy and the passion to keep moving. And so that's really secondary, you know, to really understand what is your definite purpose is. Identifying your competitive advantage, uh, protecting it and then leveraging it. And the third element is power of association. Power of association. Who is on your team? Who are your mentors? Who are your advisors? Who's there to support you? And what happens, you know, I have a, a, a personal success equation that um, is, takes your passion and your talent and that's all about you. But it, true success comes with a times A, power of association. Who are, is around you? That's speed to market. Understanding who's there that can help you get to where you want to go quicker. When I wanted to do infomercials at Rich Dad, I partnered with Time Life. Using their people, their other people's money, time, and resources. Uh, When I wanted to coach and I found the best coaching company that I could plug into their systems and do rich dad coaching through their systems. Always think about that power of association and speed to market. And then times A, taking action. How many times do you know what you're supposed to do? You just don't do it. You know, every time I say that, I feel a little busted. But it, you know, so many times we know what we're supposed to do, we just don't do it. And then the final element is plus F. And you know all about this as a confidence coach. Faith. Faith in yourself, faith in what you're doing, faith that it's needed and necessary, and faith that you will succeed. But too many times that F is not faith, it's fear. And that's mm-hmm. what holds us back. Fear either paralyzes us or motivates us. And we have to accept the fact that the fear is there, but let's use it and turn it into fuel, into energy to keep moving forward. And so that get rid of the fear, turn it into faith and keep going and remind yourself the problem you're solving, the need you're serving, and how you have a unique gap to fill and your competitive advantage. Surround yourself with the right people. Those would be my three major points
0: wow that's awesome i know my mother-in-law's house that's one of the big things that i got out of uh, that time of of crisis and what we call a crisis god sometimes calls a classroom and it was in that time where i made a decision i said i'm going to take massive action now and and i i I said okay i'm going to mail five of my books out to influential leaders every single week and then every day i put 25 quarters on my desk and I would make 25 calls every single day telling people about myself, my availability to speak and, and to train and to help. And, and, and I just took massive action. And every single year for the next three years, after that year, I doubled my income every single year. So you gotta, you, you, you got to take that massive action or else you're just going to stay stuck. I love that so much. Uh, I, I want to talk about because i know you love this book and and my wife is online we both kind of love this book you love the book outwitting the devil i know you love that And, and i heard you say a couple times about how much you you love that book and that's why you you help get that up to the surface when you think of outwitting the devil what's your biggest takeaway from that whole book
1: well Just to kind of update your audience on Outwitting the Devil, Napoleon Hill wrote Think and Grow Rich and released in 1937. It had been a 25-year project. And when he released it, he was frustrated because he said, here I have this success thesis that is a doctoral thesis on creating success. And people won't do it. They'll read it, but they won't take action because of fear. Fear holds them back. So he added that last chapter, Six Ghosts of Fear, but then it still bothered him. And so he sat down in the summer of 1938 and wrote this manuscript called Outwitting the Devil. Now, his wife worked for the Presbyterian College, and she forbid it to be published. She was afraid she was going to lose her job. So get locked in a vault. 73 years later, the foundation sent me the manuscript and said, we we just got this because it had passed through his family. Foundation got it. And Don Green sent it to me, and I, you know, my daughter's a minister, so I had her bless me a little bit before I went into this, <laughs> this same same issue. So I went over to San Diego, where I do most of my writing, and I read it, and it literally typed on a manual typewriter, and it had his handwritten notes in the margins. It was wow. as if I was having a conversation with Napoleon Hill, and I was probably the fourth or fifth person to ever read the manuscript, and it moved me so much in the within a couple of hours, I said, this has to get out. And I, I along in cooperation with the Napoleon Hill Foundation, um, got the book out and I annotated it. So I, I kept his words fresh and anybody that's a Napoleon Hill fan can read it without my my um, annotations. But then I talked, because a goal was to bring young readers who were not aware of Napoleon Hill into the fold. And to give them the tools to get past the negativity and the fear in their lives. And, and it worked. It was is a huge success. But I compared 1938 to now. So my comments were kind of like a, a reminder of, of where we were and where we are. But I really believe God had a hand in it because I it would not have had the impact in 1938 that it has now. And it really has opened people's eyes to the fact that fear, those little that little devil on our shoulder. Is holding us back from realizing the success that we deserve. And in it, he takes on every taboo there is oh, yeah. sex, oh, yeah. politics, religion, education, diet, alcohol, and even cigarettes. And this was before <laughs> the world knew cigarettes were bad for you. He talked oh, yeah. about, it. and it was an interrogation of the devil. And in it, he says, You can decide if you think I'm interrogating the real devil or the devil within? Mm. Will you derive any benefit from what I share? And it was an incredible book. Uh, The audio book, I made them them get two separate actors so that it would be more like a radio drama and the devil's voice is low and grovelly. So people call me and say, I had to pull off the side of the road. But the book itself is just such an incredible um, message. It talks about drifters. Drifters, 90, and he he claims 98% of the world are drifters, which means they're not in control of their own thoughts. And, you know, we can control three things. Our thoughts, our words, our actions. And in Outwitting the Devil, he talks about drifters kind of go with the flow, say whatever. They're easily swayed. They don't have control of their own thoughts versus non-drifters who are the ones who create success because they have that definite purpose. And then he talks about the role that fear has in, in holding us back. And he sets out a seven-step process to get past that fear. And the first one is back to what I shared a moment ago, definiteness of purpose, knowing your purpose, knowing what problem you want to solve, what need you want to serve. And that helps you keep on the right track. And then he talks about you know, learning from adversity, understanding self-mastery, a little bit of self-discipline it takes, and then controlling your environment. And this one is such an important issue today because there's such negativity in the world around us. And you have to really guard your brain, your subconscious, and what's getting in there. Is it negativity? Because your brain can't hold negative and positive at the same time. And then managing your time, control over your time. Are you spending your time letting it go by? Or are you investing your time in your future, in your family's future? And that's such an important issue because we can make money, lose it and make it back. But time, when it's gone, we don't get it back. And so, and then he talks about harmony, getting into the habit and doing things. Most of us are in the habit that take us down. We want to reverse that and create those habits that take us up to where we deserve to be. So that's the outwitting the devil is just an incredible tool to help people identify things from their youth that might be holding them back.
0: Wow. Wow. What what an outline of that book. And thank you for bringing that to the surface. My wife and I, I I read it and I said, honey, you just got to read this. This is one of those books that You'll just love. Uh, thank you for doing that. Uh, I, I want to jump into uh, your latest book because I, I love the title Exit Rich. You know, the scripture teaches us that the blessings of the Lord makes a man rich and adds no sorrow. Well, if you don't have any sorrow, what's the opposite of sorrow is happiness. And, and then it also says in Proverbs, it says that, that a good man... A good man. That's just good. A good man will leave an inheritance to his children's children. That's two generations. So I don't want to be good. (laughs) I want to be a great man. I want to go beyond just children's children. And God's all about, I believe, generational wealth. And uh, I would love to hear what you have to say. I have not read this one. I, I just became aware that it was out. Uh, I'm probably six years late, like I was with Rich Dad, Poor Dad.
1: <laughs> no, just about a year and a half, maybe two years. Uh, okay.
0: Percent. I'm getting better. I'm getting better, uh, Sharon. So thank you for, for, for your prayers and my wife's prayers. But tell us about Exiting Rich. I love that title.
1: Well, absolutely. It's a book that I did with Inc. Magazine and um, Michelle Seller Tucker, who's a, one of the largest um, female business broker in the country. And what it was kind of a progression for me because having learned what I did about strong businesses, um, I do one-on-one mentoring with people. It's very expensive, and then my husband and I created an online course called Essential Components of a Successful Business, and that's you know not not inexpensive. It's not that it's you know a couple thousand dollars, but. I wanted to be able to give it to every business owner the information that they could use to build a strong business that would be successful, sustainable, scalable, and saleable. And so, Inc. Magazine wanted to support that. And we came out with Exit Rich, and it talks about um, we bring, synthesize a lot of stuff into a into one book, and it's like a Bible for entrepreneurs, is what my friend Steve Forbes called it. Awesome. It is. You know, must read. And it really talks about what kind of what I shared a few minutes ago about understanding the legal aspect of your business and structuring it correctly, understanding your business systems, your intellectual property. But it goes through a six P method. All right. Obviously your products, what is it, your services and your what are you selling? And then your people who's on your team, who are your advisors, who can really help take you to the next level. Your processes, your business systems, understanding that that's what allows you to scale. You want to manage systems, not people's personalities. So create the systems that will allow you to scale. And then proprietary, and that is your intellectual property, identifying it, protecting it, and leveraging it. Your competitive advantage is found in all aspects of your business and make sure you identify it. Because that elevates the value of your business, and then your your patrons, right? The, and so many businesses today, and I bet several of you I see on the screen, we get excited about our social media presence. We have X number of followers. They're not yours. That li- that's lead generation. You may have a million followers on Instagram, but guess who is in control of those? Instagram. They can turn you off in a second, and so. Make sure you have that large social media presence. Nurture them, because that's lead generation, but invite them home to your database. Because once you have them in your database, the value of your company increases. That's your patrons. So many companies are sold simply for their database. And then the sixth P is your profits. Now, what happens is most people focus on the product and the profits and not the other P's in the middle. And when the profits aren't where you want them to be, it's usually one of those other pieces. But more importantly, as you get to the point where you want to sell your company, you may think it's worth $10 million. And a company comes in thinking they want to acquire you. They realize you don't have the right contracts. You don't have assignable contracts with your customers. You don't have work for hire agreements with people who've um, done your website and your marketing and your funnels. And so all of a sudden in their eyes, your value is you know in, in half because you don't have the right structure, the right legal agreements. And then They look at it and they go, well, you know, you've got all your sales or, you know, 35% of sales is in one customer that brings down the valuation. So it's important to go into it, understanding how to clean up your shop, how to get the business fine tuned, have the right legal agreements, how to have it looking good. So when you have the ability to sell, you can sell. And as I mentioned earlier, 85% of businesses that want to sell will never sell because they've not taken the steps that I outline in the book, Exit Rich. Now, it doesn't mean you have to sell. You just talked about generational wealth. And this is, if you want to give the business to your children, don't you want to give it to them so it's easy to run and it's thriving because you have all the right systems? And not only, you know, I talk about generational wealth as well, but I also want to talk about generational impact. We live in a world today that every one of you deserves to play a bigger game. When I talk about playing a bigger game, it's being number one in your field, living your legacy. Your legacy is created every single day with every heart you touch. Your legacy is not when you're gone, it's today and how you were thought of. And then creating maximum impact. When you solve a problem and serve a need, to the largest group of people possible, you're not just making money from it. You're not just create creating generational wealth. You are creating generational impact and making the world a better place. So think about generational impact.
0: Love it, love it, love it. Uh, so, so cool. All right, let's get into this one. I got another question for you. Your three favorite words, my three favorite words has been confidence, leadership, and wealth. What's your three favorite words?
1: That's easy. Assets. My favorite word on earth, assets. Everybody say it, assets. Say it with a smile. Assets. assets. Assets are sexy. And the older you become, the sexier they become. Because that's (laughs) what gives you control over your money. So assets, leverage, and royalties. Those are my three favorite words.
0: Assets, leverage, and royalties, okay? Explain, explain each one of them if you could real quick. I'd love to hear it.
1: Well, when you create intellectual property assets, like books, like online programs, or you invent something and somebody else wants to help sell it, what you get back are royalties. Royalties are passive income for your brilliance, taking what you know, and putting it into a shareable format so that other people can access it and share it to the world. So that royalty is a repayment to you for your intellectual property. It also means you're impacting more people than you could possibly impact one-on-one. So that, that is the royalty. Now leverage, kind of takes it to the next level. Your intellectual property, you can leverage through having other people's money, other people's time, other people's resources, spreading your intellectual property around the world. We had over 50 international publishers leveraging our content into their audiences. You, When you have a real estate empire, you're using leverage to create momentum in your investment, momentum in your money. So leverage can be debt. It can be leveraging it through the power of association, instead of impacting one on one, one to many, through B two B, not just B two C, business to business owner, not business to consumer.
0: Oh, you got to help me with this one, Sharon. You got to help me. All right, I, I, uh, you know, I, I, I travel in a lot of Christian uh, places. And most of their belief system is all centered around a couple scriptures they found in the Bible about not getting in debt. Or they listen to another Christian guru who I won't mention his name, but he's, you know, debt is the most evil thing on the planet Earth. And uh, you just mentioned that debt can be a leverage. Talk to me about that.
1: Absolutely. I mean, there's good debt and there's bad debt. And bad debt, you don't want to have anything to do with credit cards or when you take debt to buy real estate at too high a loan to value and you put yourself in a precarious position. But when you are a landlord and you have, let's say, just multi-housing, you're providing an opportunity for people to have living and so by doing that, if the bank, bank may, you may put 20% down on a property, the bank gives you 80%, you own 100% of that property, you own 100% of the tax deduction, you own 100% of the appreciation. That's a beautiful thing. That's the ultimate leverage. And you are providing an opportunity for people to have somewhere to live. That is a contribution to society. And that debt from the bank is helping you make that happen. And you wouldn't get that debt if you had not established and shown your ability to pay it back. Now, when you, you know, sometimes in like 08 and 09, banks got a little too kooky about the money that they were loaning out. And that's a technical term, kooky. Absolutely. And we ended up having a problem. But leverage and debt as it relates to real estate investments will help you expand and keep the momentum of your money. You do not want to get too highly leveraged. Um, if When you're creating a debt towards a real estate investment, you want to factor in all those costs. And if you're still getting a positive cash flow every month, you're, you're using good debt. If you are flipping that over and you are paying more for your mortgage and you're getting from the rent, that's bad debt. And so you really want to uh, look at that. And, and it's not, um, it's, you're not really a debtor right, as it relates to um, having spent money you didn't have. You have brought the bank in as your partner to facilitate a Thank
0: you. Thank you. living
1: environment for other people. Mm-hmm. All right. And that bank has partnered with you in exchange for interest being paid. They're not taking ownership. You have ownership. Now, they, of course, have filed a mortgage against that ownership, but you own it and you have the tax benefits. You have the cash flow. And so if you do it right, I don't consider that. You're not really, um, it's not, I I don't see it as the biblical definition of debt. Now, credit card debt, yes, that's a problem. Credit card debt is bad debt. And so eliminate bad debt in your life. And make sure that when you go into good debt, that you're doing it with the right education and the right people and the right numbers. Know your numbers.
0: So I have like a lot of people who want to move into the information business, write books, create intellectual property, build websites, build funnels, and they have some great ideas. They're solving some great problems, healing people's hearts you know, and meeting needs like you're talking about, but they don't have the money and they're, and they get trapped in their head like, like, oh, I don't have any money. So I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. Cause I can't possibly go and get a loan to build this business. It's like a lot of them, Sharon, they don't see this as a business that, that there's, when you go into debt for, for something that's going to generate revenue coming into your life, that's positive debt what do you th- what would you say to some people like that that are out there
1: Well, a lot of people more so than ever people you know they're writing books or they're getting people to get them money so they can be part of a book and um, they spend money to be in a book without understanding that you need to have a business around the book you know mm-hmm. uh, build right. it and they will come write it and it will sell not so much you got to have you have to have the platform that allows your book to be found, particularly in today's world, because so many of the, um, the so much of the success of books is through online um, purchases. And so it, it helps level the playing, playing field with you and an established publisher. And so writing a book doesn't cost you anything, All right? Getting the right pathway to getting it on Amazon and building the platform, what else is there behind the book? Okay, anybody that today plans to get wealthy from writing a book, not so much. The book is a stepping path to the next level of whatever you're doing, your service or your next product, um, your coaching, your mentoring, so that you want to have that. And I don't like funnels. It's not a term I like to use. I use, what is your customer journey? And every one of you on this screen, every one of you on this call is an expert. Nobody's had your successes. Nobody's had your learning opportunities, right? So whatever you've been through, you're still here for a reason. And whatever you've been through, turn that mess into your miracle and into your message. And you have a position now to help other people going through the same thing. And you can create that through providing um, that transitional information on how you survived, how you're still standing, and how you want to help other people through a book, through an online program, through interviews. And so, create start being on other people's podcasts and sharing your message. Get the book done and, and get it on Amazon. It's not that expensive if you right, find the right people to get it out there, but know what your customer journey is going to be so you can create that pathway for not just revenue, but that pathway for impact and continued learning.
0: I, lo- I love how you're laying that out. That's great. That's awesome. Uh, hey, I, wanna, I want all of my people who are following us uh, to follow you. And uh, I, you have a free gift that you wanted to offer to everybody. Do you want to kind of share a little bit about that? I have a, a, a PowerPoint or a picture that I can put on the screen and, and get them to connect up with you.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. It is the personal success equation I mentioned earlier. And it really says it was introduced in my first book within the Napoleon Hill foundation that came out in 2009 called three feet from gold. How many of you have ever felt like you were like three feet from gold, almost there just steps away from the magic happening. Right. So tell me in the chat, I want to see this activity in the chat here. And so in three feet from gold, we talk about people that went through downturns and how they survived where others didn't. And this personal success equation was the result of of really all of these interviews and really digging deep into how people can have success and get through the the valleys. And it really is passion and talent. And He's got it up on the screen, passion and talent. That is all about you. Now, my passion, a lot of times we talk about your passion, love what you do, do what you love. Well, my passion came from anger that we weren't teaching our kids about money in school. And I'm as angry about that today as I was back in um, 92. But my, and then my talent was years as a CPA, years in publishing. And I, that's what I've been able to combine and create the success of my life. But I didn't do it alone. All right. So I had the passion and talent, but then times association. You have a fantastic um, association right here in this group. And that association is what helps get you to where you need to be. The mentor, the advisors, the team, the team, people that are strong where you are weak. And then taking action. That times A, taking action. Knowing what you're supposed to do and doing it. And then plus F, faith. Faith in yourself. Faith in what you're doing, faith that it's needed and necessary, and faith that you will succeed. Now, when I start working with a client, every interview I have, every speech I give, I I go through this formula because you can find what's missing or what needs to be tweaked if you look through this. And so I have um, an e book that goes into that for you to find your personal success equation. And I see he's got a link on there, 83knation.com forward slash Sharon. But I invite you to get that and look at your own personal success equation. Because when I start working with a client, I, it's usually the association and the faith and competence that need the most work. And they go hand in hand. When you have the right people around you and you have a bad day, they won't let you stay there. And many wow. companies have tremendous success and then they plateau. And they plateau usually because they've stopped growing. They've stopped increasing their network. They have stopped, you know, maybe the mentor who's gotten you to where you are today is not the right mentor to get you to where you deserve to be. And so really put your thinking cap on and see where do I need to change? What associate, do I have associations that are holding me back? And sometimes it's your own family, right? Are they holding you back? And you recognize that, and you may not want to get rid of your family, but you may want to limit the time you're with them and make sure you're spending time with people who encourage you, who challenge you, who want you to succeed. So your passion and your talent, it gets accelerated. You add momentum through the right association by taking action and having faith and confidence in yourself. And that's, that's the free gift that I have today.
0: Awesome. And you will see on the screen right now, you'll see access to this with the scan code. So you see the scan code right there. You can grab your cell phones right now. You can scan it and it'll take you directly to the link that you need to go to to be able to get this incredible. This is like awesome. Did you just hear what she said? She said this is the first step. Now, listen, people like. Sharon and myself, we don't charge. We're not like these coaches. I'm going to charge you $35 for a coaching session. No, 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 no. The, to get coaching from people at this level, you're, you're looking at over $100K, right? And so she, the, she said, if I'm going to coach somebody, I take you through this first path of my success equation. So I think it would be pretty wise of you, remember I told you earlier, right? That what you study, you become. So if you wanna become successful, you wanna be make a difference, make an impact like Sharon's so eloquently said to, today. Said it better than I can say it. She's just amazing, you're amazing. And, and if you want that, just scan the code right there and go on over and get it. Or if you don't, don't know how to do that, my team is posting it in the chat if you're on one of our social net, uh, platforms, uh, we will have it down in the chat where you can just click the link. Go right over there. You can get it. There's no strings attached. It's, it's a great, great, great free gift. She offers everybody to bless people, to help people, to empower people. That's her heart. That's her heart. And I, I, I'm looking forward to all of you going over there and, and getting that and connecting up with her. So that link again is www.83knation.com slash Sharon. All right, go on over there and pick it up. Well, Sharon, man, I'm telling you, I have been so blessed by today, just amazing. And uh, do you have some time where I can just fire away some quick questions? Certainly. Here's the first question. How has your faith in God made a difference in building wealth?
1: Every difference. I mean, I I grew up in the Southern Baptist Church, so I practically grew up in the church. And quite frankly, outwitting the devil was so impactful to me because it talks about, it challenges, did you learn your religion through fear or through faith? And boy, did it. I such an awareness to me because growing up in the Southern Baptist church, my minister on Sunday, you know, fire and brimstone from the pulpit. I said, Oh my gosh, you talk about fear. I just knew I was going to hell (laughs) if I smiled. uh -oh, (laughs) uh Oh, and then my youth minister was just talking about the love of Jesus and the love of God. So he taught, religion through faith so though it, it was like you could feel things like connecting in my brain from reading outwitting the devil and so um god has been an integral part of my life and has um i have had some horrible things i lost a son 10 and a half years ago and if it wasn't for my faith mm-hmm. and strength in god i don't know that i would have survived it and it's something that you know every one of us you know, we life happens for us, not to us. Sometimes we don't know the answers. We don't understand why things happen, death, divorce, financial setback, but you're still here for a reason. And that's, you know, the faith in God is what helps you keep going forward. So my faith in God, I I can't even say how it is because it's such an integral part of who I am and how I live. And I'm just so grateful to having him in my life.
0: That's awesome. That's so true. See, and when you study the Bible, you'll find two things. You'll find warnings about money, but you'll also find promises about money. It's a two-sided coin, and the Bible's brilliant because it paints pictures of both sides. And unfortunately, many of us in Christendom, we've had preachers only thunder from the pulpits all the warnings and scare us about becoming successful becoming wealthy doing something big with our lives to make an impact in the world and 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 no 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 you got you gotta you gotta balance it out the truth is in the middle of the coin right you need the warnings and you need the promises and some of you've been overdosed with the warnings and you need to get into faith and how do you get faith You need to get in the Bible and find some promises from God's word that promises you prosperity, success, and victory in your life. So good. Hey, let's go to the next one. (laughs) Who do you look to for mentorship? I couldn't read my own writing there. Who do you look to?
1: Yeah, God's number one. Um, I grew up with a father who challenged me every single day. Every night he would ask me, Sharon, have you added value to someone's life today? Um and he's been gone 17 years, but I still ask myself that every night and I have had so many incredible mentors in my life um you know my husband's a mentor Sandra Day O'Connor was a mentor of mine. I've just you know and the the incredible greats and in personal development that are no longer with us, all right Jim Rohn uh-huh. um you know, and of course, Napoleon Hill. How can I not name his, him as a mentor? But I think, you know, you, you open your mind to the fact that everybody you you meet has something you can learn from.
0: Did you spend time with Jim Rohn?
1: Yes, but not enough.
0: Wow. I, I love that guy. Tell me one thing you learned about just being around him.
1: I learned this from my mother, too. You know, just finding the good in every situation, you know. Adding wow. value.
0: Your favorite book of all times?
1: Would have to be Think and Grow Rich. Um, you know, Outwitting the Devil's probably kind of almost surpassing that as my favorite book. But since I played a role in it, I'm too embarrassed to say that. But um, there's also another book that I absolutely love. It's a very short book by um, Jim Stovall, who's a blind man and his called The Ultimate Gift. And I highly recommend everybody read it. It's such an incredible way to look at what's happened in today's world with greed and youth and misspent ideas about money. So the ultimate gift I like is just a, a, wonderful.
0: Your greatest success principle you ever learned?
1: Solve a problem, serve a need. Has to be. Amen. And my, my mantra, which is still today, why not, why not solve a problem and serve an And why
0: not me? Right. What's the biggest? And, and, mis-
1: and why not now? Why not me? Why not now?
0: Wow. We're creating a message here. I love it. I love it. <laughs> What's the biggest mistake you ever made?
1: I still to this, I made a lot of mistakes don't take me wrong, but probably the biggest mistake I've ever made was the decision to leave public accounting and go into um, this business that was had all kinds of corruption. And yet, had I not done that, um, I wouldn't have met my husband. So my work, as Napoleon Hill says, the, out of every adversity comes a seed of an equal greater benefit. I got instant feedback. My worst business decision became my best life decision. And I not made that mistake. And so so many of us when we make a mistake we let it define us and we kind of carry it around like an old sack of potatoes we feel like we define ourselves as failures and i really implore you not to do that a mistake an adversity is an occurrence not a definition and we have all had mistakes happen so we'll learn from it and then release it
0: i know you i know you'll go off on this one what are your thoughts about women needing to excel in the marketplace today?
1: Well, for many, many years of my career, um, you might be surprised here that I really resisted doing anything for women because I made it the hard way. I, I did it toe to toe with men and I succeeded. And so I felt that the steps to success were the same for men and women. And when the foundation asked me if I would do Thinking Grow Rich for women, I, um, I didn't hesitate because I had gotten so frustrated with women complaining and criticizing the men that got in their way. And I said, you know, if you are a student of law of attraction, what do you attract when you complain and criticize? Nothing good. And I was really, I was so sick of women focusing on all the negatives and all the roadblocks. And then I was also frustrated with this whole craziness about work-life balance, all right? Where there is no balance. We're always moving forward, back, maybe in the yoga studio. And so I said, you know, I really wanted to change the dialogue from work-life balance to one big life. We have our family. We have our faith. We have our fitness. We have our our field, our business, you know, all of those things together to create who we are. And let's focus on living one big life. Because too many, particularly women, we spend precious time today worrying about something they should have done yesterday or what they need to do tomorrow, and they lose precious time today. So if you didn't spend enough time with your kids yesterday, just make a different choice today. And don't take precious time today worrying about what happened in the past or what may or may happen, may or not happen in the future. And so when I wrote Thinking Rich for Women, it was to change the dialogue from complaining and criticizing to one of celebration of women, celebration for how far we have come, Do we have further to go? Sure. But it was also the message that it's when men and women work together, we get the greatest results. We have different ways that we think about success. The steps are the same, but the way we approach them are very different. And so I highlighted that. I took the same principles of Think and Grow Rich because there were no women in business when he wrote that book. And I said, let's look at these same principles through the eyes of successful women is such an incredible fun project. I highlight over 300 women in the book, but it's, it is an element to allow women a safe space to see that they're not alone for them to take that step. And we are in a huge transition right now, particularly in America where 42% of households, a woman is the primary breadwinner. That's a giant change in social dynamics of the family. And we have to understand that we are in this together when men and women work together, I love working with men. So when we work together, we get the greatest results. So Think and Grow Rich for Women was a huge success. And actually, the very first line is why a book for women, because I get that all the time. And it's like, and and I've just shared you why, why I wrote that I have another book coming out this year, how money works for women. And it will take a woman from every decade of life, from 19 to 84, every, one of every decade, and talk about the financial issues that women face and how best to deal with them from a divorce, having a special needs child, having an illness, getting to where you have to have social security, understanding the various issues that women face along the way and how best to deal with them.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. I'm, I'm quite a qu- contrarian because I believe that women are natural leaders. Uh,
1: no doubt, about, see, it. It. Yeah, no doubt it about it. That's not contrarian.
0: Yeah, you see it. We
1: are better problem solvers um, because we use both sides of our brain. You guys are better decision makers because you kind of hang out on one side or the other. Um, I have a, a slide that I show from the University of Pennsylvania where it did brain scans. And these, you guys kind of hang out one side or the other. And that's why it makes you decisive. We are like the super highway. It goes back and forth. And that's why so many times as women, we get into analysis paralysis, which also allows us to be better problem solvers. So that's another element of why we bring men and women together. We've got the problem solver, analysis paralysis, and the decisiveness at the same time.
0: All right, last one for me then is, what would you say to your 20-year-old self? The woman today, what would you look back and say, hey, listen up girl, jump into?
1: As you can probably imagine, I get asked that question a lot. And you talk about being a contrarian, I am a contrarian to that question because I am who I am today because of all my success and all my mistakes. I wouldn't be who I am and have the family and the friends and the life that I have, if I changed anything. And so the biggest thing, I want to talk to the 20 year olds today, not to me, but the 20 year olds today to say, you are the CEO of your own life and you have the opportunity to create any success you want. And so seize the opportunity to expand your associations, to solve problems and serve needs. And I challenge everybody, don't look back because we are all where we are today because of the choices we made before today. You want something different? You want something better? Start making different choices today. Now, if I there's one thing I could change, it would be not losing a child. But talking to my 20-year-old self, I don't know who I'd be today if I changed anything.
0: I love it. I love it. It's. its We're past time. We're five minutes past your time, and I sure don't want to. I want to respect uh, your time to, together. I think we could sit here for hours and hours and just keep listening to you, but I think uh, if you would repeat to us one more time, because obviously your dad made a big impact in your life. You are a woman of confidence. Nurture and care comes from our mother, but Our internal confidence comes from the encouragement of our father. The criticism from our father cripples us, but the encouragement of a father empowers us. And it's obvious that you had a father that empowered you.
1: And he asked you something every
0: single day, you said. What was that?
1: Every night. Sharon, have you added value to someone's life today? And um, yeah, he was my hero. And you talk about quiet money. Oh, you never, we never, when he died, we didn't, we, he retired from the Navy when I was eight. And he never told us about all the accolades he had until he retired we found out from the government the incredible things he'd done in the, in the service of our country. So he was very, he was humble with all capital letters.
0: Can you say that one more time, please? I want I everybody to get this in your spirit. It almost brings tears to my eyes, to be honest with you. But can you just say it one more time? Because some every of night, us have never uh, had. Yes,
1: absolutely. Every night, my father would say, Sharon, have you added value to someone's life today? And wouldn't world, the world be a better place if we all focused on adding value to someone's life every day?
0: Thank you again. You've added so much value to so many. I know you got to leave. I'm going to stay with our 83K Society just for a little bit, but you can go ahead and bug on out of here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Don't forget, everybody. I want you to connect with my friend, okay? I want you to go get her stuff. I want you to... uh, It's an abundant world out there. I want you to go over. I want you to click this link right now. Go over you'll get access. We're going to lead you to the links that are necessary to get this program. Go and take advantage of an opportunity that she's given you to get the same coaching she gives the first level people, okay? You see right down there? Uh, just use your phone. You can scan it, get the link, or you can just type in 83knation.com Sharon. If you're in the VIP, all you gotta do is go down right now in the chat And we have our team that's posting down there and you can get a be a part of it. Uh, I want to also just let you be aware of 83K Society. We have something really special going on. And one of the things with 83K uh, Society is we are empowering believers to go from what I call their summit to summit to set new financial goals. The number one reason why people's lives don't change is simply because they don't set goals that are big enough that once they set it, their life cannot be the same again. And, and that's what changed my life in my mother-in-law's house. I set a ridiculous goal. Sharon mentioned a guy by the name of Jim Rohn. Jim Rohn said these words and it changed me. He said, He said, don't set a goal to become a millionaire just for the money. Set a goal to become a millionaire for the person that you'll have to become to achieve such a lofty goal. And man, that changed my life. Because he said, the person you are right now is not a person that could make multi-millions of dollars and help a lot of people and make a difference in the world. But if you set something, if you set a goal that's huge, then you'll have to become something bigger on the inside and you'll do big things on the outside. I'm like, wow, that that changed my life. And that's why we have what we call 83K Nation, to help you first set a goal of making $83,000 a year extra. And then once you get to that summit, that mountain peak, then you can peak, you got it, you can peak into the next summit that you need to go to, which is 83K a month. Once you do 83K a month times 12, now you're generating $1 million. Then once you hit 83K a month, you can see the next peak, which is 83K a week. Once you hit 83K a week, then you set a goal, because you can peak at the next peak of 83K a day. So 83K Nation is all about giving you the strategies, the skills, and the tools and the tactics to be able to reach your 83K summit. And that's why we do things every month like this where we bring on multimillionaires. I have I have amazing friends that we bring every single month to help empower all of you who are part of 83K Society. And then part of it is we also offer you a 52-week Millionaire Maker program. I told you my three favorite words is confidence, leadership, and wealth. Those three things. And as Sharon said very clearly, it takes confidence, right, to overcome the fear that's going to stop you from achieving success in life. And then you got to learn to lead. you got to know how to lead a team. The people around you is going to determine how high up that mountain you go. And you got to develop your leadership skills. And then finally, wealth. Man, having the right money mindset. Thinking right about, about money and understanding how to make it, multiply it, and distribute it wisely. And so inside of 83K Society, we have a whole portal with all the trainings that I've done throughout the years. And I spread it out through a 52-week program called Millionaire Maker Program, where, where every single week you'll be getting fed through 83K Society. This program, when we added all the stuff up, we were blown away, my team and I. When you add all the training that I've done on these three subjects, it's a total value of $26,406. Not to mention, right? You get access to that vault, but also you get access every single month to my Millionaire Mentors Mastermind. It's a VIP experience. Some of you were invited by a friend to participate in this. But you'll see, we have amazing people. We ha- we have, we've had Sharon this week. We've had Grant. We've had Dave Robars. We've had Pat Williams, owner of the, of the Magic. Myron Golden, myself, Dr. Dave Williams, Don- Dr. John Kelly, Omar Peru, who, who sold, uh, what was the big gym? Uh, uh, oh, man. But anyway, we have Rabbi Daniel Lappin, amazing guy, Dr. John Mason, oh man, the, the enemy called average. Dr. Bob Harrison, we've had Bishop Bart Pierce. Every single person on this platform right here are believers. They're kingdom people who are already multimillionaires, And we've got more and more and more to come, but you'll instantly get replays of all of these people. And then every single month we do what we call a symposium, our wealth symposium with 83K Society, where I come on every month, I train you something for 20 minutes, then we have 20 minutes of question and answer, and then we have 20 minutes of coaching where we say, come bring us your problem, and we as a group of successful people are going to give you coaching to help you solve this problem so you can move forward. Now here's the cool thing about this, all right? What we're gonna do is we're gonna let you test drive this for free. (laughs) <laughs> that's right just for being a part of this we're gonna let you test drive it for free right you're gonna have access to my whole portal of training all, all those thousands of dollars worth of training you're gonna have access to the to the millionaire mentors platform you're gonna have access for the next two months for additional 83k Society events and coaching programs so all you got to do the normal price for this right is $83 a month, 83K, right? But it's not 83,000, it's $83 per month to be a member. But what we're gonna do is if you, if you go ahead and sign up today at 83knation.com slash society, you see it on the screen, what we're gonna do is we're gonna let you test drive it for free for 60 days. It won't cost you anything. At the 58th day, we're gonna send you a text, we're gonna send you an email, and you can cancel it if you want. But I know you're gonna enjoy it so much, you're gonna continue on. And what we're gonna do is we're also gonna cut that $83 a month uh, to be a part of this awesome community. We're gonna give you 50% off, and you'll only pay $39 a month. So go right now. If you wanna be a part, like, Listen, if you, I told at the beginning, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. What you study, you end up becoming. And many of you, you've studied God. You've gone to church for years. And, and God and church is not your problem right now. What your problem is, and it's just going to get bigger. If you ignore a problem, it continues to grow. I've got a weed outside that's in my driveway. I've seen it now for two months and I've ignored it. And guess what that weed's done? It's grown and it's grown. You've got to deal with the problem. You've got to fix the money problem in your life. How do you start? How do you move out of middle class? You stop studying middle class things and you start studying wealth you start studying success you start studying money you start learning not from just millionaires you start learning from multimillionaires and billionaires that's why i bring you multimillionaires to this platform people at the higher level so all you got to do right all you got to do to become a member it's free and You'll experience it for 60 days for free. It's on me, all right? Just scan the code right there or go to 83knation.com society.